It's Cal and K.O. We're brought to you by Anchor. Happy Thursday to you and yours. Today, we are going to recap the NBA Wednesday night games. We're talking NFL offseason moves. They keep happening, so we're going to keep talking about them. And, uh, of course, we're going to give our Anchor people some shout-outs. Let's get right to it. Four games on the NBA schedule Wednesday night. We're talking three of them. Let's start with the conference rivals, Washington Wizards at Boston Celtics. John Wall's out for the Wizards still. And then Boston damn near had their whole lineup out. Kyrie's out. Al Horford's out. Jalen Brown's out. We know Hayward's been out since the first five minutes of the season. Um, Nonetheless, a very exciting game. Boston gets up by about 20. Washington bullies their way back into the game. Marcus Morris for the Celtics leaves Jody Meeks wide open for a three-pointer at the end of the fourth quarter to tie the game and force overtime. Going into overtime, the rookie Jason Tatum for the Celtics gets to the rack, ties the game up, misses the free throw that could have won the game. Nonetheless, he ties the game. They go to double overtime. It's a back-and-forth game. Washington comes out with a 125-124 victory. Bradley Bill, 34 points off of 14-27 shooting and 9 dimes. Marcus Morris, 31 points on 11-22 shooting, 9 rebounds, and a very bonehead play on defense, leaving Jody Meeks open, which got them into overtime in the first place. Shame on you. Let's go to another exciting game between the Miami Heat They travel to the sack town to play the Kings. Uh, As of right now, the Miami Heat are holding on to the number eight seed in the Eastern Conference. D. Wade and Hassan Whiteside were out for this game. Uh, Gordon Drogic pretty much led the way. 33 points, 11-21 shooting for the Heat. Uh, But Sacramento, that young team out there, looks pretty exciting with the old man Zebo leading the way with 22 points off a 9 of 16 shooting and 9 boards and efficient 9 of 16 shooting. The rookie De'Aaron Fox had 20 points, 9 of 14 shooting, and had the game-tying bucket in the fourth quarter to force the overtime. And if you remember their first game of the season, he had the game-winning dunk in Miami to beat them the first time they played. And then Buddy Hill had 24 points, 9 of 16 shooting, 6 boards, all off the bench for the Sacramento Queens. They pull out a 123-119 victory over the number 8 seed Miami Heat in overtime. Good for them. And then let's go ahead and keep it on the West Coast, right over there in the Bay. L.A. Lakers traveled to Oracle to face the Golden State Warriors. Kuzma and Ingram were out for the Lakers. Steph, Clay, Draymond, they were out for the dubs. A good back and forth game between these two teams. Julius Randle's been balling since the All-Star break, and this game was no different. 22 points, 8 of 10 shooting, 10 boards. The only thing that got in his way was the personal fouls. He fouled out, which was good for the dubs because they could they couldn't stop him with Draymond not playing in the game. IT had 20 points, but a very foul uh, 6 of 14 shooting, but he had seven dimes. Good for him. We know he's still getting himself back into game shape. And as far as the dubs, they played very good team ball. All five starters in double digits scoring. Two more people off the bench had double digits. KD led the way 26 points, 10 and 19 shooting, five boards, six assists. And Swaggy P, former Laker, former pretty much played for every team. 
started this game had 18 points, 6 to 13 shooting, three three pointers, and a nice little shimmy to go with a couple of those things. Golden State, 117, 106 over the Lakers. They are still the number two seed in the Western Conference, looking up at the Houston Rockets. And with those injuries that just keep piling on for the dubs, we will see what happens going in deeper into the second half of this basketball season, moving towards the playoffs. Those are the three games from Wednesday. We're going to come back. We're going to still talk basketball. We're talking injuries and the conference standings. It's Cali KO. We're brought to you by Anchor. Cal and KO is the name of the show. We always appreciate you for fucking with us. No doubt, we always do. Uh, we're going to stay talking basketball. We're talking conference standings going into the playoffs. There's roughly 15 to 20 games left for most of these teams. Eight teams in each conference are going to make the playoffs. I'm going to tell you why it comes down to two races in each of the conferences. Eastern Conference first, it comes down to the race between the number one seed Toronto Raptors and against the number two seed Boston Celtics. Four and a half games separate those two teams. Uh, Boston is hurt. A lot of people hurt right now. Are they going to be able to get back the people that they have injured to where they can really make a push to get that number one seed from the Toronto Raptors? That's one race in itself. And then the second race in the Eastern Conference is the race between the number three seed and the number eight seed because four and a half games separate three from eight. The same four and a half that separate one from two separate three from eight. And currently, Indiana is the number three seed. Miami's holding on by a thread with the number eight seed. But if you have a bad week, you could very much fall out and be seventh. Last week, I was looking at the Eastern Conference standings. Washington, who's now the number five seed, was the number three seed earlier. Cleveland, who was the number three seed, has moved down to number four. They're a half a game out. So four and a half games separating one and two, four and a half games also separating three and eight. So every with everyone fighting for their playoff positioning and trying to get a home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs and who they don't want to face in the second round and all of that stuff right now it'll be very interesting to see how close this goes cleveland could damn near fall out of the playoffs i'm just saying i'm not saying it's going to happen but it's a possibility when you look at how tight they are and they could fall to number eight and have to go to Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. Talk about some shit. That, it could happen. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. All of the positioning moving forward in the Eastern Conference. Now let's take it to the West Coast where the, the conference races aren't getting any easier. That's for sure. And it comes down to two specific races. The race between number one Houston and number two Golden State. Only one and a half games separates those two teams. Houston has got their swag working real nice. I got to give them credit. Still questionable on defense in my opinion. But nonetheless, they can put up buckets with the best of them. And the, the dubs are the best of them. And right now, they got the number one spot over the dubs. Golden State, a lot of injuries right now. Steph's ankle. Clay just broke his thumb. He's out. Draymond keeps having on and off injuries with problems with the shoulder. One of their other guys, Bell, off the bench. You know, he's got ankle problems. 
are the injuries going to get in the way of Golden State to where they're not even going to be fully rested and healthy to give Houston the challenge that Houston needs? Are they going to catch them for the number one seed? We don't know. We can pretty much all agree that the Warriors are more concerned with getting everybody healthy more so than they are getting the number one spot but nonetheless that's one race going on and then the second race going on in the Western Conference on the west side over here is the race between the number three spot and honestly number 10 in the Western Conference because four and a half games separates number three Portland as of now to number 10 Denver Portland, 12 games out from Houston, which is why I'm not really considering them in the race between Golden State and Houston. They're 12 out, so that's where they're basically first of the big bunch. 12 out, and Denver, 16 and a half out, four, four and a half games. As of right now, the San Antonio Spurs, who are 15 and a half out, lose the tiebreaker to the Utah Jazz and would not make the playoffs as if the playoffs were to start today. So the same thing that I was saying in the Eastern Conference applies here to the Western Conference. If you have a bad week, if you're if you're between three and ten and you have a bad week, you could work your way out of the playoffs. San Antonio wasn't number nine last week. I think they're number six. Before that, they were probably number four. Portland wasn't number three. They were at number six. But guess what? Portland's won ten in a row. So now they're up to number three. Minnesota's 5 and 5 in their last 10. So now they've slipped to 6. Previously they were around the 3-4 range. And the Clippers 7 and 3 in their last 10. They've moved up to 7 where before they were 8. Utah was on the outside looking in. They're now sneaking into the 8th seed, but all this will change as every game goes by, as every week goes by. Less than 20 games left in the NBA regular season. These races are going to be some exciting stuff to watch the rest of this NBA season finish out. The NFL offseason has begun and a whole lot of moves are being made right now. And as long as those moves are being made, Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor will be discussing those moves. AJ McCarron, the backup quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals is now going to be the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. He just signed a two-year, $10 million deal to head to Buffalo. Arizona started this offseason with no quarterbacks in their quarterback room. They now have their second. They've agreed to terms with Mike Glennon. Two years, $8 million deal. They just signed Sam Bradford to a one-year, $20 million deal. So they've got two veterans gives them a little bit of room if they decide to find somebody in the draft to then groom from there nonetheless well they started from the bottom with zero not necessarily there but two is an improvement from zero new york giants making moves they signed the former carolina panthers running back jonathan stewart to a deal that helps out the running game that has been non-existent in new york since tiki barber They've also upgraded their offensive line, signing the former New England Patriots tackle Nate Solder to a four-year, $62 million deal. Goodness, $35 million of it guaranteed. Good for him getting that money. And they've also found a way to snag the former L.A. Rams linebacker Alec Ogletree and put him in their front seven. New York Giants got an upgraded linebacker 
signing Alec Ogletree. Now let's go over a couple quick cuts. Miami Dolphins made a couple of them here. Julian Thomas, their tight end, has now been released along with Indomitian Sue, their star defensive tackle, formerly of the Lions, before he signed that big free agent deal to go to Miami. Um, a lot of people were saying he wasn't producing. Miami also did just pick up Robert Quinn from the L.A. Rams as well. So they needed to make room for the in the cap. If he wasn't performing to that contract, I guess it was time for him to go. And Dominican Sue, Julian Thomas out of Miami. And then this one was shocking. The Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, was released by the Arizona Cardinals. This guy's young. He plays multiple positions. He's been injured a few times, let's say. But nonetheless, everyone knows the talent's there. The playmaking ability is there. And I'm hoping that he stays within the division and maybe goes up to the Bay Area and signs with the Niners because the Niners could sure use the help. Tyron Matthew has been released by the Cardinals. He's going to be a highly coveted free agent moving forward. Jordy Nelson was cut by the Green Bay Packers. New Orleans Saints, L.A. Raiders are amongst the teams checking him out as well. And this is only day two, guys. We've got a lot going on. Teddy Bridgewater is in New York. Jets, that is, as of Thursday. And we will keep you updated as they continue to happen right over here. It's Callan KO brought to you by Anchor. Yo, Callan KO, what's up? Thank you. Uh, thank you for putting me on there. I appreciate it. Hopefully... Your uh, your viewers, your listeners, they uh, they check my stuff out too. <laughs> Joe Madness Anchor.fm forward slash four one. So I just want to run something by you guys. Hopefully you guys are interested. I'd like to have you as a guest, both of you, on the show. We chop it up, talk about whatever. You know, sounds pretty good. I'm Joe Madness, that hobo with his southern twang, the man with the million dollar voice. I'm inviting you guys to appear on the show and be my first guest or my second, my third, <laughs> whatever, whatever happens. So let me know. I'm out. Hey, what's up, my man? I was just listening to your podcast. And I'm just starting one myself called Shop Chop. We're going to be talking about sports in the barbershop. But uh, I had a quick question. How did you get or how do you get the music to play behind your vocals as you're speaking? I need. I just want to know how to do that. Uh, my first episode we're going to be doing, we're going to be on the, on the 11th, no, on the 10th. And then uh, probably pub, you know, probably come out on the eleventh or twelfth. So check me out, my man, and uh, give me a feedback if you would, please. Thank you. Kellen Ko, brought to you by Anchor. So we did get a call in from a gentleman that's starting up a new podcast. Because what I did was I opened it up. I said, Hey, if you guys are starting a new podcast, you want us to check you out. You got something going on, hit us up. We'll promote you. Yeah. You know, one team, one dream. Gotcha. So I had a guy hit me up. And he was like, hey, how do you guys get the music to play in the background when you guys are talking? Ooh. 
what I do is we don't record live through the Anchor app. This is tools for people starting a podcast since you just kind of went there and that's clever. Yeah. Um, we don't record live ever, 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 ever. Don't ever, 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 ever. Okay. We record into a separate program that we can then chop it down to the, the basic meat and potatoes of the break add beats do all all of the things that we need to do after the fact yeah. um as good as we are and as much as we know each other over tw- almost 20 years of knowing each other yeah i still don't trust us to go live because there's as much amazing shit as we're saying there's still at least 10 to 15 minutes we could possibly cut out and yeah. since i'm an editor in the back of my mind i want to cut that out so for you guys that are out there on Anchor and you guys are making these podcasts, the Anchor app is absolutely amazing for you to be able to get your word out there as you think it, as you feel it. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But when you want to move forward and you want to maybe be the breakfast club and get syndicated or get mm. picked up in some major market, things of that nature, you have to be mindful of the fact that those guys aren't really going as hard live as you think they are there's a lot of editing there's a lot of post-production that goes into those shows and this show with us cal and ko is no different i take that very serious i don't want to just record our breaks into the microphone of our phone i want good mics i want to be able to have a mixing board and and sound effects if say what they do have are a very particular set of skills Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. It's like that, seriously. Things of that nature. So I hope for you aspiring podcasters, and there's a lot of you out there, and all of you guys that are fucking with us on Anchor, we appreciate you and we want to collab with you. That's just what we do. That's our rule of thumb. We don't ever go live. As cool as our chemistry is, I just don't trust it. And we might have a kid crying It could be someone coming to the door It could be whatever All of that shit sounds horrible Tell them why you mad son do- Tell them why you're mad son I'm mad B I'm on my fourth album I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad These niggas is making $500,000 videos You know what I'm saying They driving around in hot cars You know what I'm saying They got bitches They got all that shit You know what I'm saying I'm still living with my moms You know what I'm saying That's my word You know what I'm saying I'm making records I ain't made no money yet I done made This is my fourth album yo This is my fourth album I ain't made a dime yet And they not recognizing They not saying I recognize And fuck is that Who is you to be asking me questions You know like But all that stuff sounds bad When you're trying to put together a show Yeah You know As as real as you want to keep it interruptions are terrible when you're talking over each other it's terrible so you want to be able to control um your product and put the best shit out there yeah right you know what i mean like, true. No, you, I'm, I'm notorious for stepping on somebody's mic he is i just have this thing where i just i can't hold it back it's football at me but <laughs> growing and learning from somebody who's been in this industry a lot longer than me I learned, hey, know your place. If I'm giving you the hand signal, chill out real quick. Let me finish this point. You can jump in in a minute and it'll go. There's times where I'll be talking and I go too long and you'll just cut off because that you know that, hey, okay, it's been too long. In my head, I don't have a clock. I have a football clock when it comes to running a route. I'm learning that clock when it comes to radio. Yeah. And the funny thing you said was that we never go live because the editing and the professionalism and the respect given to this even though this is a platform 
For you as an individual to speak your mind, you should still treat it like it is syndicated radio and respect the professionalism that anchors allowing you to demonstrate. And if you want to be liked and you move up the charts, you will respect that and you will demonstrate that. So that's a yes. good call right there. Calvin is the foremost on editing. I do not edit. I show up with my kid who's loud. I have some funny things I say here now and then. I play football once. But it ends there. At the end of the day, I become human faster than Calvin does because Calvin's ability to edit all the shit I say to make me sound good, because I rant. And sometimes my rants lead off to four different points. And I'm like, okay, and you start off with this, and then you got three in there. Those three other three points, we'll use it for another break. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it, but you did it. But it's amazing, though. But it's a respect of radio itself. And that's what Anchor's trying to allow people to do is demonstrate your, your skills. Absolutely, man. Get in this game and take it personal and treat it like a job. There's no test run in this shit. Once you hit record, you're in the game. Now, see that? That's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top. So treat it like that. Yeah. Don't treat this like, yeah, those are just my whatever start off films and my. You yeah. see the potential. No, put it out there and give it to them the way you would want it back. Like most people don't like rappers' mixtapes. They like the finished product. Ooh. You feel me? Like, yeah. there's a reason for that. I liked Nicki Minaj's mixtape. I did not like her finished album. After further review. Okay, that's a, that's a whole other topic. You had a further review. I, uh, I did, and you know what I'm gonna do? Like a good editor, I'm yeah. gonna pause this fucking break because this is the perfect opportunity to say it's Cal and Ko brought to you by Anchor. SDSU March Madness has just started. I'm gonna just go into this. I mean, I didn't I didn't fill out a bracket. I don't even I didn't I didn't even look at a bracket this year. I don't fill out brackets. I don't watch enough to fill out brackets. You know what's funny? I don't think most people watch enough to fill out a bracket. People just gamble but, to gamble. But everybody gets in on the bracket jump That's off. Just them backwards. Oh, everybody everybody we'll gets get that out. But Charles Barkley picked San Diego State to upset Houston Travel. right now. Yeah, he walked all day. A little nervous, all good on a big stage. Yeah. San Diego State just needs to settle in and realize that you are a competitor. You are a contender. Stop acting like you're the underdog all the time. Although it's good to have the underdog mentality that helps your drive and your passion and your determination. It makes your nerves kind of shaky to begin a game. You don't want to begin shaky and then settle in. You want to go in knowing there's no nerves, no shakiness. We are deserving to be here. Now go out and execute what we need to do. And they'll find themselves jumping ahead on teams. Yeah. San Diego State is a factory for talent. We used to tease and call it free agent university. It's real. You might not win a lot of games, but you only get a whole lot of free agents in the NFL, NBA, Baseball, baseball, ba- yeah, hoops, yeah. the whole nine. It's real. Um, but they've always been a good team. They've never really had that dominant, like, superstar when it comes to. Oh, I mean, uh, San Jose hoops. hoops. So hoops is different hoops. from everything else. Right. Football, we were a factory for three agents, but we just now became more cohesive with better coaching. Steve Fisher's been here for a while, and he's able to create his dynasty, which shows the proof yeah. of the pudding right there. Yep. When Tony Gwynn got there and started coaching uh, uh, baseball, Tony Gwynn's, his aura, his energy, his presence changed the dynamics of that baseball program. I, I was a product of that baseball program um, when Coach Dietz was there. And it was, it was, I like Dietz. It was nothing to write home about. I, I was, yeah. Dietz was different, but those cool moments in practice was when you'd get to see Mr. Gwynn show up. Either one of them, yeah. Chris or or Tony showed up. Yeah. That was dope, and it was amazing when he actually re- 
took the job. That was great. And then, but for San Diego State hoops, it's just like they're a good team. But in college basketball, even more so than NBA, like if you got just one guy on your squad that's like yeah. that dude, yeah, which is normally who they end up facing when they get to the tournament, they go against one of those teams that has a just a straight sniper up out there. We can play all of the team ball that we want, but we didn't, oh, yeah. never had a closer. Like even when Kawhi was there, Kawhi wasn't that guy. Kawhi's that guy now, but. But I mean, also it's the system that once you you get into the system, you you know you have good players. When you say, "I know that I could be the guy all the time," but it ain't about that. I'm about having a good time, having fun, playing the game, enjoying my teammates, and making the most of the experience. You can go in there and dominate. You know you're going to the NBA, so you you just kind of you know what I'm gonna do what I need to do to make my family look good, family mean team, mm-hmm. and you go out there and execute it. Kawhi always knew he was the guy. Okay, Dave Velasquez, I see you on the bench, homie. Yeah, uh, Fisher's retired. Yeah, that sucks. But they're st- but they're still in the dance, though. But what he did is he created the culture yep. to follow him. The dynasty, the legacy, is there. I think Rocky Long is creating that that culture for football. Good for him. Yeah, good for football. Yeah, I've always said this uh, to begin with. Uh, Rocky Long is that coach that held me to under 100 yards, and <laughs> it was surprising because it's like you know I go out there. I've executed my practice. I know what I need to do. I know the play, playbook. I know everything, the adjustments, all that. I know who I'm going against. I can get wide open, but you can't get wide open when everybody's watching you. They just know we're going to stop you. It's like the Randy Moss coverages where you have four people boxing you out. You're just not going to get it this time. And they stay committed to that game plan the whole game. That's good, though. Yeah. I mean, that's simple, but good. Isn't that... Because it's good coaching. And you yes. can discipline people to know, look, you're going against the best. This is how you beat the best. Everybody has to help. There is no one-on-one. Because one-on-one, if anybody on that team, I would have destroyed. We just couldn't do it. Although the one time they did mess up, I did get my yards. The one time? Yeah. The one time. See, the one time they yeah. messed up. Yeah. It's all about that hustle. There it is. Talent KO brought to you by Anchor on a SDSU Aztec Thursday, March Madness Tourney Edition. KO shows up in a red and black shirt that says, I respect the hustle. Hey, you just had somebody stop you about your shirt or something, and what the fuck happened? You tried to pitch you some shit, right? I'm saying I respect every hustle you got going on, but say right now it's not going to be what I'm trying to do. So respectfully, I got to go. But I, I won't even invade your space or that. I just want—I want to tell you about what, what I got going on. So you can tell me what you got going on. I respect that, but uh, it ain't something that I'm going to help you with. So why are you telling me? And then he said, maybe I just need practice getting my pitch right because obviously I'm not that good. So I can get you to stop. I said, all right, man, walk with me then. I said, you know, I, I said I'm not—I'm not lying to you. I'm not making something. Get out of hearing what you're saying. I already know what you're saying. I said, I already got that life experience. I know what you're working with, what y'all talking about, how you're trying to help the, help the world. I said, I appreciate that. So I got 20 bucks in my pocket, I'll choose some money. He said, no, no, I don't want your money, man. I just want to, I want to make sure that I have good people skills to where I'm doing my job the most effectively. He says, I know you're Osgood from the Chargers. I didn't want to come at you like that angle. So I'm going to come at you from an angle of like reflecting your hustle and things like that. But um, how do you think I could do better, you know, with my pitch? I said, well, first off, it'll be more personal. So don't be a sales, salesman. Salesman voice is going to make me walk away. I said, you make eye, eye, eye contact with somebody. Oh, are you? 
I said, be presentable. I said, Yo, your hair is, is kind of wild. I was saying you got to look like kind of grunge. Like people don't really want to talk to grungy people. I said, no disrespect. He's like, oh, no, 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 no offense. I'm, I'm taking notes. I appreciate that. I said, yeah, just, you know what I'm saying? Get the hair together, look clean cut. You know what I'm saying? You represent a company. Act like you're going to a business meeting. So the minute you make uh, eye contact with somebody, hey, how you doing? And say, hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I, I'm representing my business over here. We're talking about such and such, whatever it is. You know, if you have time, would you like to hear? Then people have an option to say yes or no. Don't start forcing conversation on them and don't give them the chance to say no. Because then they feel they're going to get pigeonholed into doing something they don't want to do. Now they're looking for ways to get out the minute you start talking. Yeah. I said, that's bad. That's good advice. Give you options. Nowadays, people are more apt to listen to you. I mean, I'll they stop and be. listen to somebody if you give me the option. I agree with that. If the pitch is nice, if, you said, if, if, if it's not like a, so come on over here and sign this. And it's like, wait, man, you've said four words. No, that doesn't, it doesn't work if that way. If you're closing before you open, yeah. it's not a good that's look. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. I don't like that. That's good I told advice, him. though, man. I, yeah, I told him that. Hey, man, if you're more personal, just let people have the option to say yes or no. If they say no, cool. At least you had the chance to work your craft, and you're going to get better at talking to people. You cut people off every time by just salesperson them. They don't like that. Like when you walk into a store. Hey, you find anything, anything you like? No. That's why I'm still looking. I have nothing in my hands. Why are you asking that question? That, that question doesn't even make sense. I was in Foot Locker. Hey, did yeah. you find anything you liked? I ain't found nothing. There's nothing in my hands. What are you talking about? No. What sucks is that you, no one can see the fact that you did the whole, like, the sideways face turn to make sure that you, they forced the eye contact on you. Oh, yeah. Like, like that's funny. Like, they couldn't see that. But no, that's real. I've done a lot of customer service jobs as a rule of thumb. If you're within 10 feet of someone, then you acknowledge them. Check on them. Things of that nature. I, I take that. I take that in my everyday life as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't search eye contact with people. I really don't. Yeah. But if I if the eye contact is made, I don't just put my head down and then look the yeah. other way. I'm gonna be like, "What's up?" You let eye contact happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But as far as you giving that guy the the, the pointers, like, be more personable, like, presentable, presentable, <laughs> even. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. You want somebody's hard-earned he money? You better be presentable. Not just giving my money to anybody. Sometimes I give money to people who are homeless because they need it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't judge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't judge. Just, you know, hey, you can use a couple dollars, man, to get some food, whatever. Get a 40 ounce. I don't care. I'm not judging. Mm-mm. But your, pr- your presentation is everything. You only got, like, five seconds to, to even lure them in. Yeah. I kind of, I've been doing that with, I do that, but I don't have people coming up to me that way knowing who I am yeah so for me I apply it to the things that are the everyday ones like when I see the little kid selling the candy bars for his pop warner or his little league yeah um I'm normally gonna go ahead and support the cause I remember being that kid because selling those candy bars it's a staple that's something where now, the product sells itself now when I see your average kid that's not selling it for Pop Warner for Little League, but he goes and he buys the the king size packs of all of the M and M's and the Reese's peanut butter cups and all that stuff, and he starts his side hustle. Yeah. But he's up the price to where it's like seven bucks, Ooh. right? Yeah. But I know that it's really like a dollar ninety nine if I just go to the store right there. Yeah. So then I wait for them to give me their and even little kids, and I might be a dick, but whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just. I'm starting them young with their hustle. You got to teach them. Right? Yeah. So, hey. Okay, cool. What are you selling this for? Well, uh, so you're not you're not part of a team or anything like that. You're just selling it. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I would 
here's what I would suggest to you. Come up with a story. And here's why. I said, $7 for this? When I can go right there at that 7-Eleven that is a block away from my house and get it for $2? I'm just saying it's hard to ration that out. Definitely. So come up with a story. If you don't have a story, come up with a story. Yeah. Or or mark your price. Mark down your price. Make it a little bit to where you can do research. Yeah, do do your do your price comparison. Something. True. I said, but seven dollars, and it's not really going towards a cause. You don't need no gear. You don't need any cleats. You don't need something like that. You just getting your hustle on, and I respect you getting your hustle on. But help me help you, Jerry McGuire. Yeah, that's true. That's great advice. I always I always see the kids that like you know. Kicking up, you know, I, I'm raising money for the program we're working on. It helps the inner city kids like us have a chance at getting scholarships to go to certain uh, events and programs, things like that. I, I, I don't want to join gangs. I don't want to be selling drugs. I want to do the right thing. I'm selling this instead of selling drugs. I have one chance to either do this or do that. I chose this because I want to go out and work my craft. A kid told me that. I was like, yeah, I like what you're saying, man. He's like, yeah, I wrote this. And this is like my speech. I said, that's cool. It's, it's a fine speech. I'm going I'm to buy the candy because I respect. I said, another angle you could work, honesty. Hey, look, man, I'm from the inner city. I ain't got that much money. I'm trying to sell this candy because I need money for things. I'm an entrepreneur. Honesty helps. Real. Like, them them signs that bums have yeah. that say, we'll work for food. Hey, man, look, I just need a beer. I give them five bucks every time. Yeah, I just need well, a beer and some weed. Every, no. Because it, Most of the time. Honestly, you don't get that often anymore. So it surprises you. It takes you off guard. Whoa. Hey, he real. Here you go. Imagine if people just started being honest. Hey, I'm running a Ponzi scheme. I just need some money to help perpetuate it. Would you be inclined to give me five, ten dollars, maybe a hundred bucks to keep my scheme going? No, but because you are running a Ponzi scheme, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks to stop. You know what I mean? Something like you never know the response you'll get. It's funny. Cal and KO on Anchor. Our hustle is providing information and knowledge and the ability for you to interact with us. That's what we're here for. We need interactions. We, we do. If you're listening, you can interact, man. Hey, we will listen to you. We will not walk away. We will understand your hustle. Tell us about your hustle. What is your hustle? Right. What's your angle? Think of us as a support group. What's your angle, Black? That's what we're here for. <laughs>